Jai Shri Krishna Guruji. Glory to my Guru, Shri Krishna Guruji. Welcome. Thank you so very much for joining this episode of the One Grace Podcast. I am a devotee of Shri Krishna Guruji and today the plan is to share his teachings of the Gita as understood by this disciple. In the previous episode, I shared with you how the teachings received from my Guruji on the Bhagavad Gita have been life-changing. So the Srimad Bhagavad Gita is of course among the most widely known spiritual texts of India and it's made its way across all continents. There are countless translations and countless books written in relation to the Gita. It's also called the Song of the Divine, the Song of God, the Celestial Song, the Divine Song. And the spelling also varies a lot too. No matter what the book is named, it's the contents of the book which is most important. On one level, it is the conversation between the Divine Lord Krishna and the warrior Arjuna on the battlefield just before the Great War, the Mahabharata War. On another level, it's that which goes on within each of us. There is a, a challenge within us between our higher divine nature and our lower or material worldly nature. The Gita is the divine teachings of the divine truth. It's known that many of those who call themselves Hindus are followers of this text, but there are those like myself, those without a religion per se, whom are also followers of this text. It really doesn't matter from where or how you come to this text. It doesn't matter if you are a follower of another path or religious group. These truths found in the Bhagavad Gita are universal. I've said it before in previous episodes. Many times I have recognized the very essence of these teachings in the verses of texts from other belief systems too. The Bhagavad Gita is called an Upanishad, means that it was learned while sitting with a teacher. The Gita has been called the very essence of the Vedas. I'm sure you've heard of the Vedas. They're the sacred texts of Sanatana Dharma, said to be the eternal way. They were written thousands of years ago, but even before the Vedas were written, they existed. There's no way to know by the way of years when the spoken word, uh, the recitation of the Vedas began. It was spoken by the ancient sages and passed down through their disciples. Some say that the Vedas are Hindu texts, but Sri Krishna Guruji has taught that even the word Hindu did not exist then. The truth has always existed for all people. It's said that the sage Vyasa was the one who gave the written record of the four Vedas. Guruji has said that there was even a fifth one, but that it's unknown. Sage Vyasa was the one who wrote the great epic poem, the Mahabharata, and it is from within this epic that we receive the Bhagavad Gita. The Bhagavad Gita is about you. It is about the material worldly you, that's the body, and the divinity within called the self. In the first verse of the first chapter of the Gita, you'll find the blind king, Dhrita Ashtra, with his secretary, Sanjaya. Sanjaya has been given divine vision and hearing by the sage Vyasa. Sanjay can remotely view the battle and he conveys what he sees to the king. The blind king represents attachment. His attachment to his sons have allowed him to turn a blind eye to the wrongful acts of his sons. Through trickery and deceit, the sons, with the king's consent, gained the kingdom duly belonging to the sons of Pandu. 
So the kingdom passed from the Pandavas to the Kuravas. The Pandu king, Yudhishthir, represents Dharma, the righteous way. Yet he lost the kingdom, and then he, his brothers, and their wife lived in exile for 14 years. When they returned, they asked for five villages which had been promised to them. Duryodhana, the eldest son of the blind king, would not give the five villages, even though he had agreed to give them over when the Pandavas completed their exile. A great war became imminent. Lord Sri Krishna, related to both, offered his army to one side and said he would join the other side, but that he himself would not fight. Arjuna was to choose. He chose to have Krishna on his side. Duryodhana ridiculed Arjuna for not taking the army. So now the great war is about to take place with the armies lined up on either side. This battle represents our own battle. It is the battle of a demonic nature and divine nature within. The hundred sons of the blind king led by Duryodhana along with their armies, including Krishna's army and the armies of neighboring kings, all represent the tendencies of our own material nature. On the other side are the five sons of Pandu, led by Arjuna, brother of King Yudhisthira, and their armies, along with the kings and the armies that support them. They represent our goodness. Beyond all of these is the Lord Sri Krishna, the witness, the teacher, the effulgent self in all beings. And this is just the opening of the first chapter. If it's to be so, in future episodes, we'll talk more about the Srimad Bhagavad Gita, I don't expect that the profound teachings in the Gita will appeal to everyone. If you have an affinity towards it, then you should pursue it. If not, then just let it be. So for now, I'll just leave it at that. Thank you for listening to the One Grace podcast. Please follow the podcast to receive notice of new episodes. Using the link in the show notes, you can write directly to this devotee. Please check out our spiritual master, Sri Krishna Guruji's videos and podcasts online at krishnanos.com. God bless and lots of love.